Opinions on objects. Musings on miscellany. What we think about this, that, and everything else. My name's Jack. And my name's Andy. And And you're listening to Jack and Andy's Thoughts on Stuff. Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Or, I guess, welcome back to us, because it's been a while. (laughs) Today we're going to start our chat by talking about manga and anime. Um, We've kind of touched on both of those in other podcasts, but we haven't really kind of gone into it in any real depth, I guess. Mm. So we'll probably have more of a focus on that today. Hasn't been our main focus before. No, exactly. And then go from there. So Mm. recently we've both been watching... The same stuff, more or less. (laughs) Yeah, the same stuff on Funimation or Crunchyroll. And that's um, a beautiful BL called Sasaki and Miyano. So cute. <laughs> yes. And another really cute one called My Dress Up Darling. Mm. So we were talking just before about the last episode of Sasaki and Miyano and how beautiful it was and how full of rainbows my yeah. heart was. <laughs> and I felt like I was going, it was going to burst because it was very adorable. Um, it is very sweet. It's a good... Um concluding episode for the season Mm. i thought i think sometimes the problem of anime and manga is sometimes like it's a really slow burn Mm. for the romance sometimes and yeah it's just like like in this one um it was a it's similar to the um the yuri anime bloom into you where one of the characters didn't know how they felt and they sort of had to come to terms with it over the course of the show but even after he realised how he felt, he still kind of like took him three episodes, I think, to actually say it. Mm, yeah, because I think it was that he still wasn't 100% sure if it was that kind of like or if it was... But like in the last mm. episode, he was like, no, I, wanna, I want to kiss and touch you too. So yeah. it's like, you know, you obviously you probably don't want to kiss and touch your friends. So it's yeah. probably more <laughs> than friendship if that's what you want to do. But it was just so... I don't know. I liked Saki and Miano because there was none of the usual tropes, mm-hmm. like in from BL. Like it was and even really just following their relationship development. Yeah, and even though they're not together until the very end of the series, they're still very tender and sweet with each other. Mm. There's not like any subtle abusive. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that in there. It's just two guys. One of them really likes the other one. The other one probably likes the other one back. Yeah. And they spend time together and hang out and stuff. Yeah. And I think because, too, like, it started where the younger one, Miyano, had the admiration for Sasaki after mm. Sasaki stepped into a fight, even though he wasn't a very good fighter himself and yeah, got beat he, up in place of another, someone else. <laughs> but then, you know, yeah, it was just a good story. None of the usual bullshit. And yeah. I, it's just all of the reasons why I prefer BL over, like, mm. um like shoujo and stuff like that is because it's it's more relatable for me there's <laughs> none of the freaking girly annoying like bullshit that you see in shoujos often like being mm. too shy and embarrassed and all of the stupid stuff of like oh am I good enough for him I'm not good enough for him everybody's gonna think that you know it's we shouldn't be together. It's like, who fucking cares what everybody else thinks? It doesn't matter what they think. You just do you. <laughs> you could tell, though, that this is a, um, 
a story written in modern times. Because mm. a lot of, like, all the supporting characters were fine mm. with it. Some of them were, like, maybe a little bit surprised mm. sort of thing. And usually not, like, the main friends, but other characters might be a little bit. But they're mm. mostly fine with the whole thing. Mm. They even had a character whose brothers were both gay. Mm. And these brothers weren't in it, but they sort of showed his journey as well through uh, coming to terms with that sort of stuff. But mm. no one was outwardly negative to the relationships or anything like that. No. Which is not... Which feels more realistic these days. Yeah. I don't know how realistic it is. I know it feels like if you like watch stuff on TikTok and that, that's what you would think it'd be like mm. these days. But I think it probably depends where you are. Yeah, exactly. Even now, that wouldn't happen in an Australian school. There's a lot of country school anyway. <laughs> no. I think it's more... I think it's fine in normal schools because mm. there's... Like working with some ladies who have children who have just finished their high schooling and stuff like that. Mm. A lot of them had like gay friends and who were openly gay at school and that. You know, some of them had some bullying, but overall they were just accepted for who they are. I think Mm. it's in general, it's pretty well accepted now. I don't know that how much it is in Japan. Yeah, (laughs) true. (laughs) But, and you know, perhaps they've written it that way to make it more acceptable because mm. um, there know, is yeah, the there's younger... like um, trying to reflect real life and there's also trying to influence real life yeah as well I feel like some of it's probably trying to influence real life more so and I guess like I think when we kind of started getting more into that stuff it was yoi and now I know that yoi is not so good because mm-hmm. of the whole like forcefulness and everything and yeah like, I don't I wonder about that um I think a lot of people have different definitions of for that sort of yeah. stuff. Like, um, I know someone, like, to jump over to GL for a second, mm-hmm. I know some people hate the term um, shoujo ai, mm-hmm. which is translates as girl's love, mm-hmm. because they think it's um, sexual content about young girl characters together, mm-hmm. which is, like, and I don't know if there's, like, a, a, um, an official definition mm. of shoujo eye but when i was learned it was back in the early 2000s it was that shoujo eye was romance between young girls with no sexual content whatsoever mm. and yuri was usually older like mm. older women middle age or like university age mm. with sexual content mm. so shoujo eye girls love was just sweet girly like romance. Con- yeah, yeah, romance and like confession. And yeah. that was like it. Like shoujo, but just girl on girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Yuri was more explicit. Mm. But some people seem to think now that shoujo eye is like underage porn or something mm. like that, which it definitely hasn't mm. been in the past. I don't no. think it is. I don't no. think that's how it's defined in Japan either. Yeah. I think some people have these well, ideas um, in their head. Or they, they're trying or to define they, types. Yeah. And they think that's the word that defines that type of. Yeah, media. or maybe they've just gotten cottoned onto the wrong term. Mm. You know how some people will just see it once and they're like, oh, that's that defines all of it, but they don't actually understand that within it there's like different sort yeah, of true. categories. Because, I mean, we thought Yoi was fine. Like, yeah, there was. We just steered clear of the ones that we found disturbing where there was mm. too much like non consensual like sex and all those sorts of things. But. Yeah. I also feel like BL and GL are relatively new terms. Yeah. I like, I so. never heard either of those back when I first started reading manga. Mm. It's only now that people refer to it. Yeah. And it's probably maybe it's a safer way to do it because you can refer to any type yeah. of that sort of literature. Yeah. 
that without specifying specifically yeah. taste or anything like that. I know. GL is definitely your area of expertise. Mm. I, I, I've i tried reading some and I just, it still has the annoying shit that's in like shoujo's <laughs> that I really hate. Like, I, I just. I need to lend you um, Whisper Me a Love Song. Yeah. It is almost identical to like Sasaki and Miyano, but with girls. Okay. Like, they're just the two <laughs> sweetest girls who are both adorable. Even though one's supposed to be cool, she's still freaking adorable. <laughs> And it is so sweet. And it's similar, kind of like one confesses and the other one has to like figure out whether or not what how she feels is friendship yeah. affection or romantic affection. affection. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. dumbasses. Yeah. Which I always like in a good chill. Yeah, stupid so main characters. Stupid, exactly. But yeah. And then, I mean, like there are some, and if we move to My Dress Up Darling, like that mm. is probably a good sort of shoujo. Yeah, that's that well isn't, done. Yeah, that is well done. And that's not one that's freaking annoying. For one, the female character is strong. She knows what she wants. Like, mm. and the moments of like embarrassment are freaking reasonable and yeah. logical. Like they're what things that anybody. Yeah. And the moments where the guy in it. Um, Gojo. Gojo. Gojo-kun. Gojo-kun. <laughs> the moments where Gojo-kun is um, like aware of her like sexual attractiveness mm. are legitimate as well. Yeah. It's not some creepy dude lusting after a woman with big boobs mm. or a thing. It's he's respectful and friendly and thinks of her as a person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he sees more than he was ready for. Mm. And he remembers the woman standing in front of him. Yes, exactly. Which is a perfectly reasonable response to have. Yes, exactly. And you can tell their, like, their feelings for each other. They just, it's like they just generally, what they get across really well, and it's the same as in Sasaki and Miyano, is that they just generally relay how much these people enjoy each other's company. Yeah, they just get along with each other really really well. well. Yeah. Because that's why I don't usually, one thing I don't usually like in um, shoujo romances Mm. is that, there will always be like a power imbalance mm. or they won't really establish that they get along on a friend level. Mm. It's always about attraction or him being so cool yeah. or her being such a good potential wife. Yeah. Or there's some it. sort of thing in the, you know, it's like one of those, like either the cool guy and the nerd chick that nobody likes or yeah. do you get what I mean? There's always some other sort of thing that it might not be a, like a, a obvious power play, but a power sort of issue in that respect. Like, mm. you know, and, there's, yeah, and the guy will so be domineering many... and yeah. she'll be passive, but then because she likes it, because he secretly loves her and he'll protect her even though he's a dick most of the time. Yeah. Like, both Sasaki Miyano and My Dress Up Darling, My Dress Up Darling really show relationships between people who genuinely get along. Yeah. Like these are long-term relationships because they get along so well you can't imagine them ever breaking up. Yeah. Whereas a lot of romance is kind of like, very passion and attraction and all these extra factors that you wonder after you get married in the future is he going to get a drinking problem is he going to take it too far is she going to be too passive exactly and like let him get away with stuff or is she going to become neurotic like yeah if you think about those romances if they were real life they'd be problematic and Mm. potentially bad romances Mm. those people would be in Mm. but they work in a book because you know no bad things are going to happen in it yeah Whereas these relationships seem very genuinely built on they get along really well. Mm. They'll be each other's best friend as well as partner in mm. life sort of thing. Yeah. Which is, I think, what makes them so sweet. Yeah. But also the the very the same theme in both of them, that the reasons that they kind of started talking and getting along with each other is like 
a shared interest, but the other not a shared yeah, interest, like but the other yeah. like one of them really appreciating what another liked. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you said though, I just realized it's also um, the interests they bond over are both very nerd. Yeah, interests. Yeah, in Sasaki <laughs> and Miyano, interest, yeah. <laughs> like um, the the more quiet character, as you say. Yeah. He really is into BL himself. Yeah. Although he's always been like a straight guy who's into BL, which he's might a, sound odd to some people, he's but a that fidanchi. is quite, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that does happen, mm. um, apparently. I believe it does too, because he says he likes the dynamics. Mm. And like we, well, it's like, like me, BL like I like, yeah, because yeah. of the dynamics. It's not because I want to see boy on boy action. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I just like the dynamics. And you can happens. relate to the characters yeah. more, that sort of thing, which yeah. makes sense if you think mm. about it. Like a guy would really. Mm more to like the male characters in a BL sort yeah. of thing. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. So oh yeah. Nerdy. The nerdy yeah. Um, stuff. Yeah. And then the other one is cosplay. Yeah. So it's like two very otaku sort of interests yeah. that they bond over. And like in My Dress Up Darling, like she loves cosplay and he loves the um Hina Ningyo, like the dolls doing the dolls, the traditional yeah. dolls. Actually I do like the difference that um Sasaki and Miyano there's the nerdy interest that one of them has, but it's the the, un, the one that lacks confidence is the one that has the nerdy interest. Mm. But in My Dress Up Darling, it's the lady who loves um, cosplaying, and she doesn't care who knows. She's like super out and proud about yeah. this, <laughs> even exactly. though it's like erotic dress up because <laughs> yeah. she likes playing aerogate games because she's a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> But she's also really cool and a really nice girl. And apparently she is like one of the number one top tier waifus on the internet at the moment. Because <laughs> everyone, every man, woman and their dog love this series. And she's just so sweet. And everyone thinks she's just the best. But she, you know what I like about her? And now I forget her body name. And I'm looking at Wakana Gojo. Wakana Gojo. That's the boy. That's the boy, yeah. It's a good picture of her and it says Wakana Gojo. I'm like, no, the girl's name. I know her, it's her cosplay Instagram name is Marin or something. What I like about her is she's just true to herself. Yeah. Like Marin Kitakawa. Kitakawa, yeah. Kitakawa-san, because he says Kitakawa-san mm. all the time. She's just true to herself. Like, she doesn't try to change who she is to make Gojo like her. Yeah. Like, she just... She's just her. Mm. And, and I like the honesty, because in the shoujos, that's the thing that frustrates me the most, is... Oh, all of the tropes in shoujo just get on my nerves sometimes. Like the, you know, just holding things back because you don't want them to worry. Like I'm just like, oh, fuck. So that's like, you know, you if you want your relationship to fail, that's the best thing to fucking do. Just hold shit back from each other yeah, and make exactly. them think don't that you fucking hate it. them, you know. Like, I love how much communication there is in Sasaki Exactly, and that's what I like. Like they discuss everything. everything. Yeah. When Sasaki yeah. realizes he likes him, he tells him and then he like tells him how he feels and how he needs more time mm -hmm. and they, they communicate throughout the entire thing about how he's going processing the feelings yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And there's none of that like stupid assumptions mm -hmm. about like tiny things either like there's one plot that's about a misunderstanding. But what was it? I think it's towards the end when he um Sasaki goes to kiss Miyano. Yeah, yeah. And then he thinks, like, he was pushing him away, but he, he wasn't actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but then when he's thinking about it, he's not going, oh, he pushed me away. Like, yeah. he, he's, he stopped because he was like, what I was being too forceful. Like, what the hell was I doing? Like, he, yeah. he stopped himself because it wasn't because Miyano, you know, 
hit him with his yeah. hand or whatever. But Miyamoto thought it was and he freaked out because he was trying to explain to yeah. him and everything. But Sasaki yeah. was like, but you know, but that but it that's resolved a, quickly as well. It was, but yeah. it was also a legitimate assumption yeah. to make. Do you get what Do you get what I mean? And it's not like he just like then kept it going. Like he chased after him. He yeah. didn't. He, he didn't go. He didn't just let quickly. him go and then like a week later decide to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, like let them stew on it for a week, which is what happens in shoujo all the freaking time. Yeah, I don't mind the misunderstandings themselves. It's the fact that so often they get drawn out forever. And you're like, you could have just asked them by now. You could have <laughs> exactly. like talked about this at some point. <laughs> exactly. It's like kind oh. of like, it ruins your suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Because like, even if it's an embarrassing topic, there's no way they couldn't have addressed this by now. Yeah, and then I get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't want you to fucking stay with him because you're being a dickhead. <laughs> and he doesn't need a dickhead or she doesn't need a dickhead. Yeah. Like, you... You're being a pain in the ass. <laughs> exactly. Now you're just frustrating me and I don't want you to get together and live happily ever after. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Break would... up and find someone who's better at communicating. <laughs> exactly. I was actually, I've been watching a lot of K-dramas recently and um, one of them, which is based off a webtoon, um, is called um, My Ideas Gangnam Beauty. I love how stupid some of these titles, no, and they what? keep the stupid <laughs> titles as well in the in the things. But it's got oh, one of the, the really cute guys from Astro. Oh, they're, um, they're all adorable. Cha I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but he is hot. <laughs> and <laughs> it's got him in it. And the chick, because I've not read the webtoon. I've seen it there. And I've, I've like, but I read it and I'm just like, oh. And it took me a while to think, oh, yeah, I watched the um, K-drama. because. But then I saw that he was in it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this because <laughs> he's very hot. But I, like, I was... Because she is like an, she thinks she's ugly. Um, and so when she leaves high school before she goes to college, she gets like a full face makeover, like plastic surgery uh-huh. and stuff. But her face, I can't tell that it's plastic surgery, but apparently in Korea they can tell a plastic <laughs> surgery face. Um, and they call them Gangnam Beauties because oh, I, Gangnam. I think, Gangnam, yeah, yeah like think, Gangnam style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. You know, obviously her personality is still the same. And, and he was that he was also had attended her middle school, so he knew what she looked like before she had plastic surgery as well. Mm. So she freaked out when she saw that he was in the same department yeah. with her at college and and stuff. But in their kind of progression of their relationship, like he's a real antisocial, like he can be really blunt and mm. harsh, but it's obvious that he likes her. And when she's like figures out that she likes him and stuff, she goes through that whole like, oh, but you know, people will make fun of him if we're together because people know that I have plastic surgery and because she's so <laughs> caught up on beauty. Yeah. Um, and that's what he told her in the beginning. He's like, you need to like pull your, your head out of your ass basically around that. Like, stop judging people based by their appearance. Yeah. Uh, and then I was just like ready to just be like, all right, I'm not fucking watching this game anymore because it was like three episodes and they're like one hour episodes each oh, i was just like just fucking you're like because she was like no i'm not i don't want to go out with you like i don't like like she liked him but she was obviously lying to him every yeah. time he like said i like you mm. like we should go out blah 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 he's and he's like i'll wait when they say that i'm just like oh you're a patient motherfucker because i would just be like why are you hesitating like it's obvious yeah. that you like me what are you hesitating about let's talk this out so patient. but it, what i think frustrates me the most about it and this is in shoujo as well 
is the fact that they think they have the right to make that decision for the other person. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not your decision to make, love. Yeah. Like, that's just your insecurity. He's the one who should decide or she's the one mm. who should decide whether or not it's they want to be with you. It's also more stress than you should be taking on. Exactly. It's just Don't worry about that. I know. If you can't deal with that, then he'll tell you. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's hitting harder for me because I've had that recently happen. Like, you know, why well, you deserve better than me. Hmm. I'm like, I deserve who the fuck I want to have. Thank you very much. <laughs> and we, I will decide whether or not you're good enough for me. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's annoying. Moral of the story, don't fucking decide for other people whether or not. <laughs> it's, they let them decide. That's their choice. Like. It's not like you're fucking twisting their arm. I'm swearing a lot in today's episode. Yeah, that's right. It's not like you're twisting their arm and making them, you know, making them stay with you. Yeah, like, it's exactly. not like they're just going, oh, you know, that's your insecurity, not theirs. Exactly. Yeah. Just be Gosh. like a Japanese high school student, confess your love with a letter, and then whatever happens, just go with it. Yeah, exactly. There's so many love confessions in anime and manga, like I know. in high schools. Like, aren't you guys more embarrassed? <laughs> that didn't happen in my high school. The only but time... I don't think it actually really happens oh, in Japanese high probably schools. Probably not. I don't think it's real. <laughs> no. Like, I think that's just the thing. Like, yeah. And I, I, I really wanted to talk to Japanese high schoolers to see. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, what is this, like, what happens in high school? Because seriously if you guys need, don't have any shame about these sort of things they have shame about other things yeah but also weird. like the student you know there's those mangas too where like the hot guy who's a bit of a playboy is always sneaking off to an empty classroom with a girl and like they're having sex at school and stuff i'm like i highly doubt that that's happening in oh. japanese schools it probably happens in australian schools but <laughs> i doubt it's happening in japanese I schools wonder. because like in japanese schools they have all like the cleaning committees and all the after-school clubs and stuff, mm. I feel like there'd be someone around all constantly, yeah. like in every room. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the when, you know, the, the in scenes where they always go to the nurse's office. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, their relationships with the teachers, like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, do they have a lot of these because it's kind of so, like, taboo that it's exciting as a story or is it mm. like is it something that happens and because that's like obviously teachers having relationships with students yeah. is like not only wrong but it's illegal yeah <laughs> like, i know it's like one of those fetish things like yeah. they write that in the stories just because it appeals to certain people with certain fetishes yeah but yeah yeah some the regularity just... of it does seem big. Yeah, exactly that's why i just wonder like how much of this is based on real life and how much of it is made up like yeah. yeah. Actually, it reminds me of, um, I was in this video ages ago on YouTube about um, Card Captor Sakura. Mm. And apparently there's like two background characters that like later on in the series that fall in love. But it's like a high school student and her teacher. Mm. And like he you know, waits for her to graduate high school before they actually start their relationship and stuff. But the lady who was doing the YouTube um, video was just so saying like, when you're a kid, you don't question that. You think, mm. oh, yeah, they're in love, mm. and he's waiting for her. That's really romantic. Mm. When you're an adult, you're like, how do these two meet? How much has this teacher been speaking to this girl? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. The age gap isn't too big because he's like a younger teacher, but it's still significant, and he's in a position of power. power yeah. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, and exactly. How is this 
not creepy <laughs> has he been grooming her like yeah. you know sometimes it is innocent like yeah, maybe exactly. it's like a 21 year old straight out of uni teacher and a 17 18 year old student you know like mm. if that student was not at school and was working would we still would we have a different view yeah do you get what i mean like i i i'm like but if he's her teacher he's yeah direct he's, power yeah that is and that yeah. could be grooming if it's not an mm. innocent development of a actual like relationship you know yeah. and even then i mean i don't know high schoolers are so teenagers like, <laughs> exactly as soon as you're out of high school you're like wow i didn't realize i was that young only two years ago <laughs> yes exactly that's why i get really weirded out by the sweet 16 thing mm. like people lusting after 16 year olds because yeah. they still look like children to yeah me. like yeah. i think there's something I know, and it as you know, with you if you're an older person and you're lusting after a sixteen-year-old, yeah, exactly. But you know what I think half the problem too is is that they don't actually cast sixteen-year-olds, pay sixteen-year-olds in like TV shows yeah, and, and movies. True. Like they're always like mid early twenties or something mm. like that. I love that. how when you're a teenager, you can't tell the difference between you and a twenty-five-year-old actor playing a teenager. teenager yeah. You're just like, wow, they're really well put together for a teenager. Yeah. Good for them. But when you're older, you're like. No, they physically look different. Yeah. They have different face shapes to teenagers. Yeah, exactly. They're There's obviously an there. adult. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. It's, uh, it's sometimes... Teenagers are stupid. <laughs> so easy, the trick. <laughs> but it's obvious, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't think that we should be casting adults to play teenagers because I think no. it really does. And they have gotten better at it a yeah. bit these days, but... Yeah. Because still I not think, all the time. Still often we used to get yeah. way too old people playing changes. I think it warps, um, like it warps even our kind of things as adults to mm. say, oh, that's a hot 16-year-old. It's like, mm, they're 16. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and like I've seen some actors recently who have been like fucking almost 30 playing like a 17-year-old. Mm. And I'm like, even if they're young, looking young for 30 like they're probably looking more twenty than like yeah, seventeen still not or whatever. Going yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mind you, it also concerns me the other way around when teenagers will put on a lot of makeup. Mm. Like I'm not anti makeup or anything mm. like that. I love watching makeup tutorials on YouTube. Mm. It is fascinating. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Such but, a, it's an art form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like really expertly applied makeup can make like a ten year old have oh, like yeah. an adultish face. face. Yeah. Which is creepy because yeah. you're hiding that person's age yeah and like 10 they're still short so you can tell they're 10 year old yeah but if you get like a 15 year old and put enough makeup on them to make them look like an adult mm. you probably can't tell and you wouldn't sell until after you see them sort of makeup off you'd be like oh god you're a child yeah like, <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's fine to love be into makeup but i don't think it's right for like parents to push makeup onto the kids yeah or people kids in spotlight in like movies and tv shows to, to have makeup artists yeah. being made up to make them look more adult. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at a lot of the dancers and stuff. Like, some of those little girls, those, like, five, six-year-old girls, like, yeah. wearing a full face of makeup. I'm just, like, I, it's no excuse. Like, I, I no, this is no, no way at all saying that, like, it's then okay for pedophiles to, like, yeah. like or, them, it's or, the or it's causing them or whatever. This is no yeah. way in saying that. But it's more about, like... The whole perception in society and like mm. trying to make kids grow up too quickly, I think as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you can't take away kids' childhood. Let them be ugly little mud-covered <laughs> monsters for as long as they want. Exactly. Like, 
don't hold the beauty standards that their faces aren't even structurally built to uphold yet. Yeah, exactly. And use, like, trick makeup to make it work. I know. It's like, have you seen those tutorials? I've seen some of those. There's, I think it's a Dove ad. They have, like, a um, like a girl who's maybe, like, 13, and they show her, like, fully made up, and she looks like a 18, 19-year-old beauty. Oh, really? And then they, like... Take it off. De- ...deconstruct everything, and mm. you can tell she's definitely, like, a 12-year-old girl. Like, yeah. And, yeah, they... Because they, Dove's doing this whole campaign about changing the beauty standards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do that every now and then. I think yeah. they had a size one about 10 years ago. Yeah. That's when they had all the posters up in different sizes and mm. stuff. Yeah. Skincare for everyone, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's just, it concerns me. Mm. It concerns me because, I mean, like, on TikTok and all that sort of shit and all of the, like, you see the ones where they use those filters. They're like, this is such a catfish filter, like, with the chick that they have, like, those beautiful face that kind of pretty much changed your whole face and then they're like this is what i really look like (laughs) and it's like yeah it's so but i guess it depends as well what your like tiktok channel are they called channels yeah um a four like tiktok profile profile Mm, because it can be like a um artistic expression you could be trying to make yourself look a certain way with a certain background yeah and that sort of thing compared to like you just want you're trying to show yourself as your real you, except you're not actually showing yeah. your real you. Yeah. Or if you're trying to sell something and you're saying, My product does this mm. when it doesn't, it's a YouTube a filter, video filter that does this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd use a filter if I like didn't actually want my real kind face. of I face yeah, and identity yeah. to be known. Yeah. 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 I just wear a mask. Yeah. A really cool looking <laughs> full face mask. But you have to get like a little microphone underneath the mask so you can people can still hear yeah, you clearly. Yeah. So there's no muffled behind the mask. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway, yeah. I mean, actually, coincidentally, on TikTok, um, the makeup channels are the ones I follow the most. Mm. Uh, but not like regular um, attractive makeup, but like the ones who like want to make themselves like some sort of horrible demon creature, like a cosplay sort of makeup. Yeah, yeah. Or the real like, they call it um. SFX makeup? Yeah, SFX yeah. makeup, yeah. There's some really cool stuff. Mm. And, like, I don't like the TikTok thing of um, one person makes a video and other people use the audio mm. from that video to make their videos. Because, mm. like, I don't like it when the audio is the good part. Yeah. But I, I don't mind it because I watch a lot with the makeup ones because mm. they'll dress up in a costume mm-hmm. and then they'll use that audio to give that a character a more personality yeah. like, to match the audio sort of thing. Yeah. Because like they're still draw, they're still the main draw of the video is their makeup artistry that they've put and the time they put into creating this character, mm. which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Mm. They're all crazy though. <laughs> Some crazy people. Makeup. I think people who really love um, makeup art are just generally crazy people. <laughs> I know, but there's so many things. I mean, like even just in my dress up, darling. Because she wasn't aware of all of the different makeup trips, tricks. Yeah. And just, like, the eye tape and all of the tape yeah. to, like, even Taping just change the, the shape of your face yeah. and stuff like that. Like, That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't even – I just do the basic makeup routine. Like, I don't, like, paint on concealer and then, like, mm. a full three or four layers of foundation or anything like that on my face. No. To, but, yeah, just seeing it – and I have done it before for when we've done Halloween. Yeah. Just seeing it done, it's so it's just so interesting to watch people's faces like 
completely evolve. Yeah, I love yeah. the ones where they make them look like a celebrity. Yeah. Because you literally change the shape of their face. Like yeah. some woman just becomes Johnny Depp and you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Or Denzel wow. Washington. I'm like, the skin colour isn't even the same. I don't even know who you did that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good though. Yeah. It's amazing though. It just shows what you can do with like um, sculpt- sculpting. Yeah. yeah. It's it amazing sculpting what you can tape? do with do they call it sculpting tape? Oh, it's not tape. It's oh. just like the contouring. Oh, yeah, contouring, it's yeah. It's amazing what you can do with contouring. I know. Contouring is amazing. Yeah. Like, I wish I was better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my problem is is that I just don't have the right colours, like, for my skin. So mm. I, I feel like I'd need to, if I really wanted to get into that, I'd need to do a lot of practice to, like, yeah. do that Get shit. the perfect palette of colours yeah. and stuff. I feel like I'd need to go to Meyer or... Napoleon Purtis or something and just be mm. like, do my face and then give me all the colours I yeah. use. <laughs> and I'll try and replicate it. Yeah, I'll like write specific instructions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I don't really wear a lot of makeup, mostly because um, I deal with paper both at work and at home. Mm. And I don't like getting fingerprints of like makeup on it. Mm. It can probably be fixed by using some kind of finishing spray, some sort of sealant. Mm. I don't know what the makeup term is for a sealant. Yeah, that, I think it... <laughs> is it fixative? No, I don't know. I don't know, but there is a spray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how well that works. It mm. could be that... Well, we've, we've sprayed ha- hairspray on our faces before, and that's yeah. worked. It keeps it there, anyway. Yeah. But I can't remember if it's kind of like... I think if you drag your finger across, it'll still pull it off. But if mm. you, like, touch... It's, like, touch safe. Yeah. And since I scratch my face pretty much constantly... I don't think that's going to work for Well, me. I wear makeup to work. I wear foundation, and I, mm. I'm dealing with paper all the time. I never get I've never get. I do touch my work. face a lot. It might just be the hell I am. Well, I, I'm constantly rubbing my eyebrows. Mm. I found that that's a stress thing. I actually <laughs> do, like, fill out my eyebrows with, like, powder, and I'm amazed that I still have that powder <laughs> because I do that all the time. And then I'm touching paper all the time, and I never get any No, I get it constantly. It's yeah. just, like, Maybe it's the foundation everywhere. you're using. I've used different foundations over the years. Mm. I don't know. In mm. the end, I'm like, it's easier just not to do it. Yeah. I work with a whole bunch of men anyway. <laughs> they don't care. But you've got a face where you don't really need it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, it, realistically, I don't need it. I need probably, I just like to get rid of the readiness on like my, over my nose and stuff. Mm. Um, and on my chin, because I don't like to look like bright freaking red. Color correction Yeah, stuff. but also my like... I'm terrible at... Yeah, my eyes, because if I don't have eyeliner on, they I look like I do not have eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I do, is just the foundation and mainly focusing on over my nose to get rid of the ruddiness and my eyeliner and mascara so that you can mm. actually see that I have eyelashes. <laughs> but it also like... I, I if that I find if I can boast about one thing about my body, I do have nice shaped eyes. So, but you can only really see it when I'm wearing <laughs> eyeliner. Like, mm. like I don't do the extra sort of shaping or anything. Gets, I just put it. I up. can never get that to look right. The times I've tried, <laughs> and then you see how precise some people are with that. Yeah, shape? yeah. And they got these massive wing on the end, wings on the end of their eyeliner, and it looks so elegant. <laughs> and I do it, and it looks like I've painted on my face. <laughs> And I can't see anything wrong with what I've done. It's the right size, the right angle, the right shape. But when I look at it, all I see is, like, face paint on my face. Yes. I don't know whether it's my own insecurities. If I just went with it, it'd be yeah. fine and no one would question it. But I, all I see is, it's like, it's not supposed to be there. It's weird. I know. I'm the same, though. 
And I, I can never get them to be even. Hmm. Like, I'd have to be there for, like, fucking an hour trying to, like, even that shit out. But you see some people and they just... eyes, maybe. Yeah, and we both have deep set eyes, which mm. I think I don't know that deep set eyes suit those cat yeah, eyes, those flick flicks, wing wings, things. whatever they are, yeah. very well. That might be it. Mm. But, oh, well. I've learned, like, I've tried to find makeup art on youtube for deep set eyes and whenever i see the chicks doing the deep set i'm like you don't have deep set yeah. eyes your eyes are very what different are you talking from about? mine yeah exactly it's probably yeah. more like hooded eyes or something like that yeah but deep set exactly different. <laughs> oh, it's frustrating i do like um sfx art though mm. i have when i think about it i actually have done it a few times i was like that big toothy grin monster mm. that one Halloween, and yeah. I was like, I've been the Joker at least twice with a yeah. whole lot of white and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that, white face paint. and. You did good Jokers, though. Like, I the one with jokers. the overalls, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm still proud of those photos. Yeah, they were good. They were good. I I, so I was proud of my doll face. Yeah, you looked awesome. Yeah, the doll face you and was your sister, good. You both had, um, like, doll faces, didn't you? No, my sister had something else. I think she, she, had, the, she had, like, the lips. doll dress, but yeah. then, like, more normal face Make, makeup. Face, yeah, she, she yeah. had, like, dark eyes and, like, the black lipstick and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's like more that. like a, that, um, what are they called? It's more like a goth doll sort of thing. Yeah, and I was thinking, ring, ring master, ring leader. Yeah, ring, yeah, that's She right. had, like, that femme, slightly unhinged, unhinged ring leader vibe yeah. going yes. on like an elaborate fancy dress and an elegant but slightly sinister makeup yes with a hat yes you went full doll yeah i did like the i tried to make my face look cute and kind of tried to round out my eyes mm. which really that did work so putting the white under the eye to make your eyes look bigger and mm. stuff like that and i did the freckles and then had like blue contracts and stuff yeah (laughs) and then the white the white straight white platinum blonde wig Mm. yeah yeah i love justin as the joker it's the one the number one character i've dressed as most (laughs) you love him so much every second year must be joker other years i can dress up as something else yeah oh i went to when i went to sydney the other week Mm. i went into the i was going into the comic book stores Mm. i went into one and I was looking at, I thought, I'll see what comics they've got. Because remember how I got the Huntress? I was like, I'll see mm. if they have any more Huntress comics. Yeah. And I was looking at the comics and I was just like, ah, oh, I totally do not like the art style <laughs> in like Western comics. Oh, they're just... I just oh. can't do it. Like manga art is just, it can be bad, but it can also be so beautiful. Yeah. Like, like there are Western ones I do like, mm. but it is picky. Like I've got a... Um, a series of um, Red Sonia, as mm. written by Gail Simone. I cannot remember the artist's name is, but it's <laughs> terrible because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a man. His art is great. I really mm. enjoy the way he draws that comic. Mm. And I thought, I love Red Sonia. So I got another Red Sonia that was a different artist and a different writer. Just, eh. Yeah. So Western comic gross art style, what is this kind of... I know. Mm. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to engage when I don't like the art. Like, the, yeah. if, if the art is bad, the story has to be really good for me to stay engaged. Mm. But or, but if the art's really good, I don't even bother reading the story if it's shit. I'll just look at the pictures because I'm like, this is so pretty. Yeah. I think There's the, one um, 
Is it Alice in Wonderland? I think it's a manga. Mm. And someone pointed out they don't do backgrounds. And mm. I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, there's like no backgrounds. Every character is standing behind, in front of a white background. Right, yeah. Or like shapes or sparkles <laughs> or something. It's like one estab- like location establishing picture. Yeah. And the rest is all like no backgrounds. <laughs> no backgrounds. And I hadn't noticed until I pointed out. And now it bothers me. But the characters are drawn really, really well. I like I love the way they've done all the characters. And I'm like, ah. I'm okay mm. with a complete lack of background in this. Yeah. But Sasaki and Miyano, because I've got the manga, mm. and I like the way that anime and manga are drawn. And I also like the way My Dress Up Darling is as well. Mm. I like the way they do faces. Like, yeah. sometimes it can be really – I just think of Skip B. We were joking on another <laughs> podcast with Skip B and how, like, out of – how disproportionate the bodies yeah, can be sometimes. <laughs> And actually talking about BL, some of the older BL has mm. really ridiculous proportions yeah. as well. I think there was an era of time, like an era of manga, where men just had gigantic rectangular shoulders. Yes. For some weird reason, and they weren't like natural proportions. <laughs> no. It's just how you drew men. Exactly. You know what manga I've always been really impressed, and I still remember the manga was Gentleman's Alliance. That was a very oh, pretty yeah. manga. Like, that was. Yeah. And the storyline was okay, yeah. but the main character got too fucking annoying. I know. That's, sure. Yeah, she yeah. did. She was, she was fucking dumb and one of the ones where, I like him, but I don't want to like bring oh, him that's down right. all that bullshit. And then one of the the love interests, the male ones, was one of those cunty ones yeah. where you're like... <laughs> You shouldn't be putting out with your cuntitude. Yes, exactly. We won't, we won't, we won't edit that out. Cuntitude and cunty is really good <laughs> descriptors. Some new Australian words. Yes. But no, exactly. The, the characters, but the the, and the artwork was really beautiful. Yeah, like gorgeous. the way they did hair and eyes was just amazing. And I think those character problems were of the writer. Because mm. we read other stuff by her as well, yeah. didn't we? And it was I, the same. I'm wondering, is she... was. Were were they the same ones that did, um, you know, the vampire one? Yeah, I think. Was I it think the same so. One yeah. That did those vampire one? I can't remember what the vampire one's called now. Yeah, oh, there's a there's a fuck ton of tossy, yeah, county characters in the live <laughs> yeah, vampire one. Exactly. Like almost all of them. Like I understand the kind of like vampires are killers, therefore yeah. they're all going to be edgy and semi evil. Even the good guys are yeah. going to be a little bit evil, but like. I like one bad guy or a couple of bad guys that you can admire, like the Joker. Yeah, not like the best of a bad bunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I want the bad guy to be only like a few of them and them all to be awesome. Yeah. I don't want them all to be cunts and I may not have anyone I like and therefore don't care about any of the characters because they're all dickheads and they want them to die. Ah, uh, it's like, I'm just like not onto manga, but like fucking Rome. Yeah, I was just Jesus. It's like Rome. Uh. Like, I'm so, I'm so uh, surprised that we persisted to be able to develop a grudging respect for Polo. I know, Polo, and we Polo. liked Polo and yeah. Ven- Veneer? Ven- yeah. Uh, Veneris? No. Anyway. Anyway, the two friend. characters. <laughs> <laughs> but even they turned out to be assholes at the end. Yeah. Polo, like, killed his slave's husband or something like that, a boyfriend. Yes. And then Ven- Veneris? Oh, his name is right there. Anyway, he ended up being a massive cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he was, like, really holier than thou, good guy, must do the right thing all the time. And mm. ended up being the biggest cunt in the fucking show. Yes, exactly. I hate those guys. Still such a good series, though. I, I like it much better than Game of Thrones, to be honest. Well, we only watched one season of Game of Thrones, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones was good, but I don't know. It felt 
Game of Thrones was kind of like Attack on Titan. Yeah. Where, like, everyone's going to fucking die at some point. <laughs> So there's no point getting too invested. I think where Rome's just... more like your character that you like might actually survive. Right, yeah. so you can like pick for <laughs> yeah, them. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I think too, like Game of Thrones, we hated the king, the boy king. Oh yeah, so much. I like, he gets a really like satisfying death. death like, I know, but, but it's, I don't know that it's it's enough to make me no, want to watch it. No, the emotional trauma I... of watching him for that exactly. long until he dies. There's no death satisfying enough to make up for that bullshit but there was no love for a character that i had at a higher level than my hatred for him like, oh, no. i feel like if there yeah. was a character i really loved you'll I would remember have been him like, forever yeah i'll be like all right i'll watch more of game of thrones because i'm really interested in this character's story yeah. i'm only one to watch game of thrones because i think peter dinklage is a little hot <laughs> um and i love his character mm. But, but I feel like a good thing. It's probably thing. not a good enough reason to watch an entire I know. Season. It's probably too, like, so much suffering. And I'm like, I just don't know if I can put myself through watching that so much. Like, you know, we deal with bad enough shit every day in life. Like, why do we want to, like, come through and put ourselves through that <laughs> yeah, sort of exactly. suffering and for entertainment's sake as well? It really bores me when people say, like, oh, you only like flowery, happy ending stuff. It's so unrealistic. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I watch it. Yeah, exactly. I don't watch this stuff and think, oh, yes, this is just like real life. In real life, nobody ever dies and everything's rosy and lovely all the time. No, it's because life's a piece of shit that I like to watch really nice things. But life isn't a piece of shit. Like really cute girls falling in love and being adorable. Yeah, exactly. But life isn't a piece of shit. This is my frustration. Wow, that's true. Yeah. It has shitty moments. Yeah, it has its (laughs) shitty moments. But overall, it's not shit. Like, it's just... I mean, obviously, there are people who would have overall shitty lives, but that is mm-hmm. our judgment of their existence. If well, there are some with... people who are like, yeah, they're locked in a basement by a crazy yeah, person. Exactly. Their life is pretty that shit. That is right shit, now. yes, yes. But then there's other people where we look into their lives and we think, fuck, that's shit, because we can see all of the things that we have that they don't. But they yeah. they don't know they don't have those things. They've grown up with what they have, and they might be thinking their life is freaking fantastic. Who are we then to come in and judge them by our standards? Yeah, I think there's stuff as well that you get used to, like when you haven't got something and you get used to it mm. and you're fine. But people looking out there, oh, they must be so lonely, or mm. oh, they don't have this in their life, yeah. and like they probably haven't noticed. Yeah, exactly. or if they have, they've gotten used to it and they no longer care. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like a mild inconvenience to yeah. them compared to other stuff they've got going on. Yeah, I can't remember. I was reading something recently. I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about how like. We only notice what we don't have when we see others with it. Mm. Like, if we never get exposed to what we don't have, then we don't even know we don't have it. Do you get what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. And same thing, that's a very good way of looking at going shopping. Yes. <laughs> if I don't go to a clothing store, I don't even think about buying clothing. No. <laughs> it's only when I go there and I see things I don't haven't got, and I think, that'd look fantastic on me. I want to get that now. Yeah. I didn't know it existed two minutes ago, but now I need to have it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But I think that's probably the the bad thing about the Western world is that we look into developing countries and stuff like that. And yeah. we think, oh, poor them. And it's like, well, maybe they're looking at us thinking, poor you. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, um, I remember I actually studied this at uni. Um, I think it was, it was a long time ago. So my memory's been hazy. But I think it was modernity mm. and how what we look at is a modern, better world is not necessarily a better world mm. and there's nothing wrong with not being modern mm. um, because in terms of evolution people evolve to be good at or to have the structures in their civilization that they need to survive mm. it's yeah. like when people say 
Like, why didn't uh, Indigenous Australians build houses? And like, because most of Australia either floods or droughts or has hurricanes <laughs> yes. in it. If you built a house that you can't, like, build flood walls around yeah. and have giant water tanks to exactly. give you water, then it's a bad idea to build a yeah. house. <laughs> exactly. But also they were... Uh, there's evidence that they also had like parts society like societies and tribes within indigenous culture mm. had like static living, mm. but major a large majority of them were nomadic. But nomadic between yeah the same places. They but both, you, like yeah places for different but they just depending like, on the seasons. Yeah, and, like, like you migrate over here when it's too hot in there. It's yeah. flooding here. You go to your your house or <laughs> on your the house higher, your home higher where it's not flooding. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense to me, like yeah, exactly. you know, that's that's just like, you know, and and there's there's people who do that now if they're rich enough to have a place, like you know, they might have mm. a summer home and then a winter home. So when it's too cold, they might go to their other home. Like you know, a lot of people they're from down Melbourne tend to come up, spend a lot of time in Cairns when it's yeah. winter because it's warmer up here, and then well, vice versa when it's too hot down here, some people go yeah. down there because it's cooler down there. I was gonna say, know? as a Cairns person, if I was rich, I'd be going down to Melbourne <laughs> in summer. For summer, <laughs> yes, exactly. Probably Canberra even. Just go as cold as yeah. Tasmania. Tasmania, <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Tassie, <laughs> all the way to the Antarctic. <laughs> yeah. Be away from this shit. Anyway, I think we've waffled on uh, just a little bit too much, so we'll end it here. Um, Nice talking for everyone again. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. See ya. Bye.